the Cinematch podcast, uh, a brand new podcast where we're going to take two different movies every week and pit them against each other, rating them in a series of different categories. And we're going to take a bit of inspiration from combat sports like MMA and boxing and judge them the way those fights are judged. Um, we'll explain the rules a bit more as we get into it, but joining me for the first episode is my oldest friend, my best friend, uh, Mr. Chris Simpson. Simmer, how's it going? Are you all right? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you for having me, mate. Um, pleasure, pleasure to be on the uh, on on the first episode. Looking forward to talking about uh, some of my uh, some of my favourite films. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously we've been friends for a very long time, and we have got a lot of films that we have a like a bond over. There's a lot of films we watch together. There's a lot of films we quote together. So it's surprising this very first episode. Neither of these films are ones that we've ever really spoken in depth about. We went to watch The Dark Knight together in cinema about a month ago, and that was probably the first time we've really ever spoken about it. So it's going to be quite interesting to like hear your thoughts in depth as we go forward here about that movie especially, because I know, looking at your shirt, Batman's your favourite uh, superhero character, so you might be slightly biased going forward, but I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. My partner's like, because next to my bed in my bedroom, I've got all my all my Batman pictures. I've got all my graphic novels, all my pop vinyls and stuff like that. And um, my partner was like, how are you going to be unbiased? But I've tried and I think I've done quite well. I've, I've looked at it subjectively. And yeah, I think I've uh, I think there's going to be some interesting, uh, interesting scores in there. Yeah. So we both obviously have rewatched both films recently. So we're a bit more clued up. Because it had been a while since I'd actually seen The Winter Soldier. So I wanted to make sure it was all fresh in my mind before we spoke about it, because I didn't want to miss anything out. Um, and they're both obviously great films. I'd say probably the greatest superhero films, both of them. Uh, the Dark Knight especially is considered DC's best, and Marvel have obviously been churning out some really good ones over the last few years. But I still think Winter Soldier is held in high regard as one of the best MCU movies. So there's not really two better films to start off with than Two of the greatest superhero films, but from the opposite uh, comic book companies. No, exactly. And like I said, they've both, they're both kind of got their legacy and they've both come in a time where maybe in between where there's been like issues with particular films, because I think Winter Soldier came after like Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World, which aren't really considered to be great films. So I think that was very much needed. And I don't think DC was having an unbelievable time when The Dark Knight came out. So I think that kind of it kind of propelled them a little bit further and gave them a gave them a higher stature in terms of uh, the legacy that they kind of left behind. Yeah, like you just mentioned there, uh, I think just before The Dark Knight was uh, Superman Returns, which I actually enjoy and think is underrated, but I know a lot of people found it a bit boring. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the dark, um, the Winter Soldier came just after uh, the Dark World and um, Iron Man Three, so they both came on the back of a lull, uh, as you mentioned. But before we get started on this, I just wanted to talk about the fact that um, they're both sequels. None of these are original movies. Um, the Dark Knight came as a sequel to Batman Begins, and the Winter Soldier was obviously a sequel to Captain America: The First Avenger. Are these two of the best examples of? sequels just taking the original story and just taking it 10 times better yeah definitely i think they learn from any previous mistakes in the first one and like i said um uh batman um is it batman it's batman begins isn't it oh um, yeah. yeah batman begins and the first avenger are fantastic films on their own they're great but they, obviously these, these two just kind of stand out and um and, and stand out from them once so yeah i do definitely think it, it does kind of go against the grain in terms of second maybe sequels sometimes kind of fall off and the longer they go they kind of fall off but i think these two are uh, an exception to the rule yeah so without further ado let's get started on the very first uh cinematch and um, so just quickly going through the rules a little bit more as we said it's obviously taking inspiration from combat sports and what i mean by that is if anyone's familiar with boxing or mma you'll know that each fight is scored by judges if it gets to a decision um, and each round is scored where the winner will get 10 points and the loser gets anything less than 10, depending on how close it is. So regularly, if it's a close round, it's uh, scored 10-9 in favour of the uh, winner. But sometimes if any uh, particular fighter really dominates, then the losing side get, get like an eight. You very, I don't, you almost never see anything less than eight, but I think we'll probably stretch that here depending how big the gap is. Because I imagine with certain films, there will be some sizable gaps in certain categories. Um so yeah, we'll get started. First of all, I'm going to let you reveal your score first in this category, and we'll 
we'll alternate there. So you can reveal your score, talk about why I give it, and then I'll reveal whether I agree and uh, give my reason, and then we'll reverse roles in the next category. So first, I want to start with the main character. Obviously, you've got Christian Bale as Batman, your favourite superhero in The Dark Knight, and then you've got Chris Evans as Captain America in The Winter Soldier. So um, how did you score it? So this this is um, a one that's probably going to throw you off a little bit, but I personally think to matching up their character to the actor and how they play them, I I think um, Chris Evans is better than uh, Christian Bale as Batman. So I've gone this 10-9 in the way of the Winter Soldier. I just think he's great as Captain America. He's perfect as Captain America, whereas there's little bits of... I'd love to take bits of Michael Keaton, bits of... Like even Robert Pattinson in new ones, bits of Ben Affleck, bits of Christian Bale, and mold them all into one. But if I was going to mold a Captain America, that that that's who it is. So yeah, I've um, I, I've gave this in uh, in favor of uh, in favor of the Winter Soldier and Captain America. That is actually surprising, but also I uh, completely agree. I actually went ten eight because I've said I've been quite honest to people in the past where I love The Dark Knight but Christian Bale is my least favourite thing about the film. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him as Batman. I think the voice is aggravating um, but I think Chris Evans is one of the greatest comic book castings of all time as Captain America so I actually went 10-8 in his favour there which is quite interesting. So um, I'll quickly make note of that but on a, a separate note you just mentioned Ben Affleck. I just watched um, The Flash last night and seeing him back on screen it was only for a brief moment but seeing him on screen it, it's so good i love i love ben. i think he's one of the most underrated batmans we've got yeah i think we kind of like we kind of like really disagree on that one because like you're you don't like really christian bale as batman whereas i like really like christian bale as batman and i don't really like ben affleck as batman whatsoever but you really like him so it was kind of kind of the opposites on that but i think through growing up and kind of taking a step back from the like Christian Bale as Batman and those three films, you kind of realise that it maybe the films did him a lot of justice. Um, like I know, like let's move on, like completely go off course. There was um, the Amazing Spider-Man with um, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and I my thought, favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, he was brilliant. He just got let down by terrible movies. So yeah, um, and I think it's completely the other way around. Uh, Christian Bale kind of got propped up by fantastic movies and fantastic co-stars. Yeah, I agree. And like, I think um, with Chris Evans, I think every single movie he is in as Captain America, he is one of the standouts. And I don't think you can have ever been able to say that about Christian Bale's Batman. Don't get me wrong, Christian Bale in general, I really like. Uh, there's certain Christian Bale films I've watched where I think is incredible. Like I watched uh, Le Mans 6-6, I think it's called, the yeah. Ford versus Ferrari in America. And he's, he's fantastic in that. Um, I'm watching American Cycle for the first time soon. I've not actually seen it yet, um, but I'm watching that very soon. So, um, yeah, I like him as an actor, uh, but as Batman, it doesn't do it for me. So I had that 10-8, you had it 10-9, which is quite interesting. So that's 2017 across the border. So that's three points down for the Dark Knight already, which surprised me because I thought, with a shirt, I thought you were going to be all in immediately. But um, we'll quickly move on then to one that I think is definitive i don't think there's any even i mean there is obviously need for a discussion we're going to discuss it but i don't think there's any reason to explain but that's villain so i'll go first i've got heath ledger as the joker versus see it's interesting because on the surface you might think the winter soldier but obviously he's not the villain the villain's hydra um and to put a name on that i put robert redford who obviously plays the leader um i've gone 10-8 again but in the reverse i've gone heath ledger's joker because I mean, I don't know what else you want. I think enough's been said about Heath Ledger's Joker performance over the years. The guy was one of the best performances we've ever seen. One of the only performances that has been nominated for an Oscar and won one in the superhero category. So he's, it's, it's incredible. There's not much else I can say about it, but Heath Ledger's Joker is probably the greatest villain performance we've ever seen. So that was an easy choice. Yeah, I've gone 10 uh, that night as well. Anyone could do, could, uh, anyone, any old guy that fits the bill, um, any old white guy that fits the bill could play Pierce, I think. Um, the, like the spearhead of the of the organization. I feel like that that you could have put really anyone in that position and they would have done as good of a job. Whereas I don't think you could have put many people in that position of being the Joker 
especially in the dark night and they would have played it anywhere near to the level that um that, that Heath Ledger did so yeah I don't I'd like I said I don't even think it's it's up for discussion or up for debate if 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 you'd have gone anything other than that I'd have probably shut this laptop right now so yeah no I completely agree with you there not it's it's not even just one of the greatest performances in comic book movies that I've ever seen. It's one of the greatest just general performances in a film that I've seen. Like it was it was unbelievable, and it's still now to this day when I watch it, I'm just I notice little different things that he does each time, and it it just blows my mind. So yeah, that was uh, the easiest choice of the uh, of, of the categories. Yeah, we uh, mentioned it when we watched it together in the cinema. Like it it blows you away just how great he is and he takes the character to another level. Um, is there anyone really, like any actor you can think of in the past where we've seen them in stuff before, like we've watched Heath Ledger in, things like Brokeback Mountain and 10 Things I Hate About You and they just all of a sudden take it to a completely another level because I can't think of anyone. It's like, to relate to MMA, it's like Charles Oliveira just coming out of nowhere because we'd seen him for years, we knew what he was about and he'd been obviously in the UFC for quite a while, but then out of nowhere, he just puts on this tear and he starts going through everyone on his way to the title. It feels like with Heath Ledger, he'd been in some good stuff and he was well-recognised as an actor, but when he when he got cast as a Joker, people would question it. And then he went and just put in one of the all-time greatest performances. It's quite strange. Yeah, definitely. I was going to kind of compare it to Alex Caceres in the UFC. He was the 11-11 fighter and he's gone on to win six of his last seven um, and hit, hit his prime. And that's what I think Heath Ledger did. I think he hit his prime, but he's also a method actor. So I think he really gave himself to that role. Um, it was, like I said, it's, 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 it's mind-blowing and it's something that, you want to say, casuals, it's something that they held in such high regard as well is is his performance as the joker like Joaquin phoenix is great like but he was in, great in his own way whereas Heath Ledger kind of when people look back now and think of the joker that's who they think of and i think that's really important that he kind of personified a whole era of a character that's been done so many times over the years and he kind of grasped hold of that and he is the figurehead and the standard which all future jokers are going to be compared to yeah it's quite interesting like you mentioned there the the history of the joker is quite difficult to take a character that's been done so many times and reinvent it like 80 years later and somehow still make it the definitive version like every joker from here on out will be compared to heath ledger he set a benchmark and like people did it with whacking phoenix when the joke when joker first came out and said oh it's uh better than heath ledger's people have compared unfavorably i admit jared leto to heath ledger um i think any joker going forward will be compared to heath ledger and that's a testament to just how great he was and that's not to say robert redford is an actor i want to say that now quickly i love him in everything I've seen so far, like um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, All the President's Men, The Sting. I love him in all of those. I think he's an incredible actor, but he's unfortunate that he went up against an all-time great here. Um, there's no question about it. So, yeah, we've we both agreed on that. That's a, a 2016 round. Yes. Yeah, switched it back over. So it's going uh, fairly even so far. There's... We've, we've agreed. I'm waiting to see if there's any we really disagree on because I think that would be quite interesting. I imagine there will be some somewhere, but we'll see. Um, next up, we've got the supporting cast. Um, this one actually was really hard for me, but I'll let you take it away and see what you're saying. Yeah, I think we're going to disagree on this because I've gone The Dark Knight because it contains... One of my favourite all-time films contains one of my favourite actors of all time, Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman and I'll never, ever even think about um, going against him in a category because he came coming the supporting cast. Gary Oldman is my number one. Obviously, from Michael Caine, everyone like that. Fantastic. I can't remember the actor who played uh, Harvey Dent, but he was great. Um, obviously, there is a star-studded cast in The Winter Soldier. Like you've just got to think, like you just got to say Samuel Jackson, and it's just like yeah, amazing. But it's just personal preference for me as I love Gary Oldman. And he he's obviously one of the secondary characters. Heath Ledger was fantastic, an unbelievable actor in his own right. Michael Caine, it's just it was just such a great cast. And yeah, so I've I've gone 10-9. Um 
in uh, in favour because I couldn't obviously give it any less than that because Winter Soldier's got a fantastic cast. So yeah, I've gone 10-9 in the favour of the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's quite a tough one. This is the category I think I had the most trouble with because the Winter Soldier's obviously got um, Scarlett Johansson yeah. as uh, Black Widow. It's got Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. It's got Anthony Mackie making his debut as Falcon. It's after, got watching it, cast. after watching it last night, I was like, why do I? I just all of a sudden I got such a new love for Anthony Mackie as, um, as, as Falcon. And I was just, I don't know why, but I'd never really paid too much attention to him in the film. So I'm just like, yeah, you're great. Yeah, so yeah, I, love I agree, I agree love with, with, with Mackie. Uh, one thing I'll say quickly before I reveal my score is I think that scene where the Winter Soldier makes his debut when uh, Nick Fury's chased by the separate police cars and he evades them, he's taking everyone out and that whole scene from that where he's on the run and all of a sudden he's through his lens, the front rear, uh, front window, you just see an outline and the Winter Soldier's there. It could be one of the most fucking badass introductions I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I love that so much. Like, that is the best way to have introduced that character. Like, it was so cool. Yeah, great. Um, and like I said, he was he was fantastic in it. And I like the character development uh, through to the end. Like, they really, really told a story from someone who kind of comes into the film halfway through it as well. Um, you kind of got that full character progression that you'd get normally in a full a full movie about that particular person being the main villain so no i think uh yeah they, they did a fantastic job in the winter soldier but i just uh i couldn't take off me uh me rose tinted spectacles no uh it's funny actually because after saying all that i am agreeing with you and i, I did go 10-9 for the dark knight because while the winter soldier had an incredible cast and i, I thought they all did a brilliant job the dark knight has one of my underrated favourite villain performances in Harvey Dent. I think Aaron Eckhart's Harvey Dent was incredible. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favourite things about the film is watching him go from, as they say, the White Knight into Two-Face. Like, I think that's such an unbelievable story arc. And I thought it was great. But Maggie Gyllenhaal was good. Obviously, one of my biggest crushes of all time is Katie Holmes. So replacing her from the first one with Maggie I wasn't too happy about, but she does a really good job. I think Michael Caine is always fantastic as Alfred. He's one of the standouts in that entire trilogy for me, yeah. I think. Um, Morgan Freeman does a decent job as Lucius Fox, obviously. And like you said, if we're including the villains in the supporting cast as well, Heath Ledger just one of the greatest performances ever. So that on its own would be enough to sway it. But I do like the Winter Soldier's cast. I think they're all wonderful. Like I said, uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury is also one of my favourite ever comic book movie castings because he embodies that role so well and I'm really excited to see him in Secret Invasion which obviously releases in a couple of weeks um, one thing I will say about the cast though is uh, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow and Chris Evans as Captain America have some of the most unbelievable chemistry in a comic book movie I've seen in so long in that film and it blows my mind that after watching them in that movie the very next time we see them in Age of Ultron. Scarlett Johansson is in love with the Hulk. Like, yeah. how do you go from that chemistry and somehow you don't pair them up? It doesn't make any sense. Like, obviously, with Cap, you eventually went back to Peggy, which was nice, and Scarlett ended up on a like dying alone. But I don't understand the whole decision to go with the Hulk because I feel like that was such a no brainer. After seeing the chemistry into it and that, that's one of the highlights of the film, I think, just watching them bounce off each other, the whole like casual flirting and just working together. Like they were incredible together. So I'm not really sure what the decision making process went behind that because it, it was wrong. No, they would have beautiful babies. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable looking babies. <laughs> they would have model child. Model yeah, that's peak, children. that's peak children, that. There's no yeah. question about Literally. it. That's like, let's design these children in a lab. And then <laughs> there you go. It's um, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson as the parents. So, yeah, no. But glad that we agreed on that one because I was ready to start throwing hands. Yeah, that was one that I actually thought was a lot harder than I expected, especially after re-watching Winter Soldier last night. Like, the entire cast stand out as doing really good jobs. But like you said... The Dark Knight, it's it's an all-time great cast. Like I said, I was talking about that. I'd even mentioned Gary Oldman. I'll let you talk about him enough, but he's incredible. And his Jim Gordon is probably the best Jim Gordon we've had as well. So, yeah, that was a no-brainer. Um, I also think this one's a no-brainer, but we'll see how you go with it. Um, the best opening. So the first 10 minutes or so, the first scene, action sequences, um, 
I'll go first this time. So the Dark Knight obviously opens with the bank robbing scene when the Joker's crew show up and um, take down the bank. Obviously, we see them all turning each other before it's revealed it's the Joker at the end. Um, you get William Fitchner just in a great cameo role as the bank manager just trying to take them on and just getting fucked up, essentially. And then on the flip side, you've got the Winter Soldier, which actually, surprisingly, I before I hadn't rewatching it, I thought of the opening as the boat, which I guess we're going to consider it as the boat, but it's actually obviously the... The scene where he meets um, Sam Wilson for the first time and where the phrase on your left was coined, which obviously has a significant role down the line in the franchise. But for argument's sake, we're going to include the bolt scene in this because I feel like it goes straight into each other quite nicely. But I still think it's a no-brainer and The Dark Knight um, with a 10-9 is the better opening. I don't think there's anything as iconic as that scene. It It... It shows the paranoia in the group, everyone turn on each other, and you're not really sure what's going on until that that payoff at the end when the Joker reveals himself and he and he gives the line, um, "What doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger." I think it's it's, it's fantastic, and it it was it was it was so impressive. And when we watched it on the big screen, just seeing him hit that reveal of him, it's like goose. It gave me goosebumps. Ten A, baby, ten A. I've said it. Uh, that was like the first thing I I, did, I think. I remember I just watched like the first like five five minutes and like obviously with, with GSP on the boat and stuff like that like that was pretty cool but I don't know what it is uh, about it's it's a perfect introduction to a character um, and it, it's one of my favorite parts of any films where um, he, uh, the guy who's um, loading the money onto the bus goes to holds the gun to the Joker and he goes, I bet the Joker told you to kill me once we got it, the money on the bus. And he was like, no, no, I kill the bus driver. And he's like, the bus driver? And he goes, boom, straight through. And um, yeah, I think it's just a perfect introduction to a character. Um, it's... What is it? It's when it's when um, the bank manager comes out with the shotgun and shoots, and it's like his little like legs when he runs and jumps behind the uh, the counter. I just think it's perfect, and it sets up the film amazingly. So yeah, I've gone I've gone ten eight for uh, for the for the opening. Um, I think it might be a bit harsh on the Winter Soldier because that boat scene is pretty cool, but it's just one thing that I'll just it'll stick in my mind forever is that opening scene of that night. Yeah, it's it's a fair score. Um, I obviously think it's a little closer than you did um, because I do think the Winter Soldier opening, like you said, is incredible. And I love seeing GSP. Like you said, George St. Pierre, one of the, if not the greatest UFC fighter of all time, just getting to kick ass on the boat. And just seeing him go briefly one-on-one with uh, Steve Rogers is so much fun. You've obviously got that. We get introduced to uh, Brock Rumlow, um, Frank Grillo's character on the helicopter beforehand and um, seeing... Steve have that little flirtatious behaviour with Scarlet Widow again. Scarlet Widow, Black Widow, just complete, completely combining two characters there. Yeah, when he and he jumps off and they ask if he's got the parachute, um, it's really fun. And that whole scene's really good. Um, like I said, the action set pieces in that is really fun to watch. But there is nothing that quite compares to the Joker's introduction into the Dark Knight and that whole opening and like you said the the bus dra- uh, driver having killed him off and then the bus crashes through it's so much fun um and yeah it didn't quite compare so i went 10-9 you went 10-8 so that's a uh, 2017 round which is quite interesting yeah when you um when you just said then uh scarlet widow it reminded me of that scene in friends where um joey's eating the jam and chandler goes right joey the girl from the xerox uh, xerox place but naked or a big tub of jam. <laughs> Joey goes, put your hands together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite fair, actually. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It's quite funny. Oh, man. Um, yeah, to flip it uh, around now, we'll go with best ending. Um, so I'll let you go first on this one. So this is what I messaged you about last night when I was like, because technically this is allowed in MMA. It's not, it's not unheard of, but it is quite rare was um, a 10-10 round because I couldn't give them 9-9 rounds. Obviously, it had to be a 10-10. And I really do enjoy both both endings of the films. I love the the speech in the in the uh, at the end of, uh, of of Batman where he's um it's uh, not the uh, not the hero that Gotham 
Uh, not the hero that Gotham needs, or but it's not the game, not the hero that Gotham needs right now. So, but though the end of the Winter Soldier, I, I kind of didn't remember it being as good as it was. Um, and I think it just wrapped up the film really nicely. And that I'll consider the end scene where they were taking down the um, I can't remember what they're called, the heli thing, heli carriers. Yeah, the heli carriers. I'll consider that as like towards the ending. And then that fight scene where he's getting shot and he still puts the things, the things back in the cards to shut it down. Um, I thought that was uh, was phenomenal. So I've I've kind of give it a 10 10 on that one because I didn't really kind of want to disrespect either film to the uh, to their ending. That's fair enough. I, I didn't expect to see a 10-10. Um, I haven't gone with a 10-10, spoiler alert. But uh, I respect that. I do think they both have unbelievable endings. Uh, I've actually gone 10-9 with The Dark Knight, um, to be honest, because I love the ending to The Winter Soldier and the way it closes out with uh, Steve talking to Sam about the fact they're going to have to find Bucky and saying he's trying to do it on his own, but then Sam saying, I'm with you. And then it shows a little shots of everyone just getting on with life now that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been compromised and everyone knows what's gone on now and things are always going to be different. Um, I love that. I love the um, Nick Fury visiting Steve and Sam at his grave and saying he was moving to, um, he was going to Europe and asking Sam, uh, Steve to go with him, but Steve said no. I love all that stuff. But I think the ending to The Dark Knight where he takes the blame for Harvey Dent's actions, mm-hmm. uh, the police chasing him away, uh, Jim Gordon talking to his child, explaining what was going on, and like you said, the whole, the famous line at the end, and uh, just the, the ultimate sacrifice, I think it was incredible. Um, and I think it's quite a mature decision to have such a dramatic ending, and one that normally saw coming Batman taking the fall for... Two Face to preserve Harvey Dent's image to the people of Gotham. I thought it was such a smart idea, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I think it set up the next one quite well. Um, so yeah, I went with uh, Ten Nine to the Dark Knight for that reason alone. Yeah, so I'm that is that's, that's probably the closest round we'll get because I don't think anything else to Ten Ten. So that's like a twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna argue with you there. Obviously, I uh, could have gone either way, which is why I had to give it a ten ten ten. Next up, we'll go with the story in general. Um, so the plot, how it all played out. Um, I'll start off, obviously, the Dark Knight plot is is quite a complex one because it starts off on the basis it's a Joker story and it's just about the Joker causing carnage and that's essentially it. But then you dive deeper in and it's about um, Harvey Dent and his role in Gotham and his mission to try and make the place um, better for the people that live there and how that goes really wrong and the turns he takes. There's obviously the stuff with um, Gotham's crime belly, like um, Salvatore Moroni shows up, who I love that. I love that uh, section of Batman's like mythos. I love all the stuff with the mafia and like the crime families. I love that stuff. So it's nice to see that stuff like really focused on for a bit. Um, but then on the flip side, the Winter Soldier, you've got Hydra um, and how that has been secretly operating in, under the guise of S.H.I.E.L.D. for like decades upon decades and the re-emergence of Bucky Barnes as the Winter Soldier and I think with all the paranoia and people not knowing who to trust that there's even a bit early where um, Black Widow looks at Captain America and is surprised like what was Nick Fury doing in your apartment it's like they don't even trust each other at that point no one knows who they can turn to and it's such an interesting take on a superhero film that it, it was hard because I love Dark Knight and Two-Face's Downfall is one of my favourite arcs in any superhero movie I've ever seen. But I actually went 10-9 in favour of The Winter Soldier here because I just think the whole paranoia and Hydra being revealed to be have been operating all this time and S.H.I.E.L.D. being corrupt, I just thought it was such good, so good. And it was different to any superhero movie we'd seen at the time. I'd spin, spinning on its head and giving us like a genuinely thrilling spy uh, version like an espionage thriller I just thought it was such a different take and it's a breath of fresh air and even now like I watch it it doesn't really feel like I'm watching a superhero movie and it certainly doesn't feel like I'm watching one from the MCU it's like worlds apart from like Thor Ragnarok and all the later ones that really really hone in on comedy like, there's a, there is funny moments but it's 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 just different to anything else we've seen in that franchise so far so I had to go 10-9 in favour of the Winter Soldier yeah um, I 
So this is, I think this is the first one that we're going to really disagree on because whilst I really do enjoy uh, the Winter Soldier as a story and I think it was really well told and I remember the first time watching it and being like, oh my God, I didn't expect obviously like S.H.I.E.L.D. to be that like, corrupt and working uh, under the Hydra banner. I just think the levels and the yeah, the different levels to the story of um, of the Dark Knight and it's kind it feels like to me when i watch it like the joker's telling a story like because every scene that he's in he's kind of like a storyteller so i i i think that i think it was just so per and it's like it's captivates me so much that whole that whole movie from start to finish just captivates me so well and i feel like it 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 flows together really well and whilst there's lots to keep your interest there's not too much happening at once and i felt like maybe sometimes in the winter soldier was a little bit too much to got go, going on for me um obviously I, I i preferred dc as a rule because i feel like it's more real real life as such but no i've got i've gone completely the opposite way but i've only gone 10 9 because like i said the winter soldier was a great 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 story in its own but i just i couldn't turn my back and give a story score against one of my favourite films of all time. That's fair enough. I think that's the first one we've actually gone bang on in the middle, so it's a tie of that round, um, which is fair enough, because I think they're both, like, just two unbelievable stories and, like, nothing we'd seen before. Like, they were both just fantastic, and there's a reason they hold up as two of the greatest, if not the two best superhero movies of all time, and the story is a large part of that, I think. So, yeah, I think 1919 is probably a very, very fair round. Um, next up, I'm going to switch it up a bit. And we'll, this is only a category we added very, at the last minute. Um, we wasn't really going to do this, so there's not been much time to think about it. Um, I haven't got a score in mind, even as I'm speaking now. Like it's going to come to me as I'm listening to you. I hope. Um, so we're going to go with the best, like costume slash makeup. So like the best superhero outfits, the best uh, special effects, the the, the the way the characters look. Um, obviously. You've got the Joker and how unique he looks compared to every other version of the character we've seen before him. You've got Batman's um, costume. You've got Captain America's on the flip side. You've got the Winter Soldier on the flip side. But then you've also got things like Two-Face once um, Harvey Dent is essentially fucked up. So uh, I'm going to let you go first um, and then just let us know what you got. Yeah, so I, w- I was thinking about this in the gym and we've had some shitters of Batman costumes and attires. Like we had George Clooney's nipple bat suit. We we had and I'm sorry. I'll hear nothing bad about that, the bat nips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um and then we had I couldn't stand Ben Affleck's Batman suit. I thought that was horrible. That's crazy to me because I think that's the best one we've seen. Oh you just no 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 no. And then obviously 66 is an uh, is iconic in its own right but it's it's ridiculous and i just think that the christian bale bat suit was just phenomenal it was so sleek it was simple wasn't a lot going on and then the joker outfit is amazing uh i've actually got red dead redemption 2 online character that i've dressed up like the joker i've got he's got like a a purple overcoat on with a green tie a green uh, waistcoat and a green tie uh, and i just think the 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 costume design and and like you said alluding to the harvey dent when he became two-faced the the makeup and the cgi and that was just was second to none i don't think i like captain america's new suit i think i like i like his his original suit i just think it's just so iconic um is his new suit but i've i've gone i've gone 10 9 in in favor of the dark knight just because it's my favorite bat suit it's the joker's outfit is iconic and always always will be iconic uh the harvey dent uh makeup's great uh michael kane always looking sharp um yeah i i kind of didn't really have to even think about that one i thought thought it was kind of obvious for me. So you just said there that your character on Red Dead Redemption is dressed in a similar fashion to the Joker. Does that mean you just go around fucking terrorising innocent civilians as well? Mate, you've seen me play it. Well, you've heard about me play Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I like. Yeah, I can only imagine the crimes you've committed on that game. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an absolute... I'm a villain. And 
like I always me and me and me and Louise have, have conversations sometimes about what I'd do if I had superpowers. And she was like, You couldn't cope. She was like, You would be a super villain. And I'm like, I don't think I'd be a super villain. I think I'd be like Deadpool. I think I'd be like like an anti-hero. Like I'm just like, I'm sound if you're sound with me, but if you're not sound with me, then we're gonna have an issue. So yeah, um, I am a, a disgrace on any game. Yeah, you are. I've seen you. I'll never forget the time when we were on the WWE game. Yeah, <laughs> and I've on you throwing the most foul-mouthed shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And what were we, like 15, 16? Yeah, Broders Clay can get it any time. <laughs> are you still wrestling now as Tyrus in the NWA? So you've got to be careful. He's the world champ. You might want to head over. I'll do him now. <laughs> um, so I've actually gone the opposite way again. Which is quite interesting because when I first said this, I felt like it was a home run for the Dark Knight because I think the Joker's um, look is it's it's the best we've ever seen. I think making him more gritty and realistic, it works so well. And having because the way it's done, it could look really goofy. Um, like we saw Jared Leto as yeah. the Joker, and that that looked so it was that shit was terrible, but. Heath Ledger's was different than anything we'd ever seen before. Like, just having the hair, it wasn't even, like, the bright green. It was, like, a murky green. Like, you could tell it had been dyed. And um, the the pale skin, the, the scars around his mouth. Like, it was unbelievable. Um, but, but, Christian Bale's bat suit is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> no, it's not. It's I mean, that, that thing sucks. <laughs> Just not. So I, I can't I can't go with you on that one. I think that bat suit was dreadful. Like that's not for me at all. Um, it's only it might only be a rung of a bat and hips. I ain't being funny. Yeah, but I'll never respect the opinion of someone who enjoys um fucking Ben Affleck when he couldn't even fit in the helmet. So... <laughs> hey, just just wait to watch the flash and you see what my man's all about. It does bits. Um but yeah, I'm going with the Winter Soldier because you said there that you weren't a big fan of Cap's new suit and you preferred the old one, but we got to see the old one as well. He got he used both. Obviously, he stole it from the museum, which is when we got the nice little Stan Lee cameo, which I always appreciated. Um, and then I think the Winter Soldier's look is just straight up badass. Yeah. Like, I think everything about the Winter Soldier, it just looks incredible. And then obviously the reveal of... Uh, Sam Wilson and the Falcon wings uh, towards the end. I think just that reveal alone, it's it's it, it gave me goosebumps. Um, and just seeing him, obviously now looking back, it's funny to watch having seen the different outfits that Falcons had in the years, and now we're going to see him as Captain America. But just seeing that first iteration with the wings, and then when Bucky cuts one of them off, like I thought the outfits they did were incredible. Um, and even like towards the end when uh, Rock Rumlow is fighting Sam, and then the ship collides with the building they're in and then it see you see him getting taken out on a stretcher at the end and I think it looks so good like the injuries he sustained and obviously we see him come back in Civil War as crossbones later on but I thought that all the special effects there look really good and it's not often you can say that about Marvel movies especially now I mean superhero movies in general like I said I watched The Flash last night and some of the special effects were the ugliest thing I've ever seen like it it doesn't look good and um, so I think doing that for Winter Soldier and I think it, it looked really good so I have to give it to them because um, like I said Christian Bale's bat suit sucked ass so that's all I'm going to say we'll just yeah agree. I think we're going to have to I don't think we'll ever agree on that no um, sure. next we'll go with Legacy so how it's held up in the years since um, I think I'm first up this time which is quite interesting but I'm going to say I'm just going to get straight to it I think this is a 10-8 to the Dark Knight, because I think what worked in its favour is the Dark Knight Rises wasn't particularly great. Yeah, I think it disappointed a lot of people. Um, obviously, Heath Ledger's life was tragically cut short, and this is the only time we ever saw him. Um, so the Dark Knight Returns was very different to what was originally intended. But I don't think that film was the the drop off was incredible. Like. It, it's absurd to see a movie with the quality of The Dark Knight and it just dipped the way it did to The Dark Knight Rises. Whereas I think even now, every time a DC movie comes out, there's always one fucking idiot reviewer that's like, this is the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. And people say the same thing every time. And it's been 15 years. If you're still comparing every 
decent DC movie to The Dark Knight, it tells you how that film is still regarded now. Whereas I think The Winter Soldier, in my opinion, is still the best MCU movie, but a lot of people don't view it that way. And I think that's a victim of the quality that came after it. So it's direct sequel, Civil War, was fucking awesome. And a lot of people agree that that, that movie was awesome. You've got stuff like Infinity War. You've got the entire Infinity Saga, like Infinity War to Endgame, is like some of the most fun I've ever had in the cinema. Um, stuff like Thor Ragnarok came after it, things like that. Black Panther came after it. Like These are films that a lot of people rate very highly. And you don't get to the point now where every time a Marvel movie comes out, people aren't saying, oh, this is the best one since Winter Soldier. Like It is regarded as one of the best, but it's not held in the same regard that The Dark Knight is on DC side 15 years later. Like If you said to someone now, what's the best superhero movie people say the dark knight if you said what's the best mcu movie some people wouldn't even say the winter soldier which is a crime in my opinion but i think for that reason alone the legacy um alone and the stamp that that sort of point of view i think the dark knight has to is a quite clear winner for me so i've said 10 8 yeah i agree uh, with the 10 8 how i kind of personified it was you can take the winter soldier as a diamond and drop it in a figurative imagination of what the MCU universe would be, which is a load of other diamonds, but not quite as well cut as a diamonds. You're going to look in there and you're still going to see, oh, look, it's all just diamonds. It's all the same. Whereas with the D with, uh, with the dark Knight, you've taken a diamond and dropped it into a box of cat turds and you're going to notice the diamond. You're going to notice when you stick your hand in and come out with nothing but shit under your fingernails. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to know that diamond's in there and it's it's going to stand out. So that's kind of how I how I uh, I kind of work that one out. And like I said, it's just it just carries so much weight. Um I, like I said I love I love Captain America and I love I love the MCU universe, but I've, there's a reason and it's ever since I was young and what's kind of captivated me. And I just, yeah, I've got like all this sort of stuff that even in here, like I've got like my Batman heads, I've got Batman stuff on the walls and nothing. I've got a Captain America pop vinyl upstairs, but I've got a Vince McMahon pop vinyl upstairs. So well, that, that one, you yeah. don't want to get rid of that pal. Yeah. In it. Yeah. That's ropey. I'm but, not sure uh, that'll fetch much money. No, exactly. But um, yeah, the legacy that that film left behind, and obviously, I think the the passing of Heath Ledger kind of did contribute to that because, and and like you said, when you said about films being compared to this film that was fifteen years ago, if people are saying, "Oh, this certain film was as good, uh, nearly uh, just about as good as The Dark Knight," but then five years after that film that they're saying it about has come out, they're saying about a new film, "Oh, this film's nearly as good as The Dark Knight." Well, that previous film can't have been anywhere near as good as because you've bypassed that, and you've not even you've not even spoke about it. You're going way back again, back to that back to that that film, The Dark Knight that we're talking about. So I just think it's uh, incomparable, um, and I think the the Winter Soldier is kind of a victim of the success of the the rest of the films around it, whereas The Dark Knight is a, a benefits from. Uh, a few films that have, have quite not lived up to expectations. Yeah, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but I have a few friends that when Joker came out were like, oh, this is the best film since The Dark Knight. Joaquin's just as good as Heath, and I was like, fucking give it a rest with that. Everyone says that. I mean, when Zack Snyder's Justice League Cup came out, people said it then, oh, this is the best thing since The Dark Knight. People said it about James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I even saw, initially, people said it about... Um, the Flash, those reviews have dropped off massively now and people are actually more in the middle of The Flash now. Um, but everyone, it feels like almost every single DC movie which has people that enjoy it will write a review saying it's the best one since The Dark Knight and it's absolute horseshit, let's be honest. There hasn't been a DC film that's come close to The Dark Knight, I don't think. And that's tough for me to say as a Superman fan. Superman, obviously, as you know, is my favourite hero. Batman's top three, but Superman's number one. Um, so to sit here and say that after we've had two Superman movies and then a Justice League movie which features Superman heavily, I'm not talking about the Justice League. That shit, we pretend that doesn't exist. But like, so to have three different movies that feature Superman and to still say none of them even come close is tough, but it's true. And 
I can only hope that in the future we do get a movie as good as The Dark Knight because it just means we're getting something unbelievable. But right now, as things stand, we haven't. And I think it still holds up to this day for that reason. Whereas, like we said, the MCU has turned out some really, really good stuff in the aftermath of The Winter Soldier. Like like I said, it's direct sequel, Civil War. I think it's incredible. Like, I think that's a really good movie and it's action-packed. The story of Cap and Bucky versus... Iron Man is incredible, and people are still split on that to this day. Like some people on one side, some on the other. Even now, seven years later, so like it doesn't. The legacy is nowhere near as grand, I don't think. So that's an easy round. Like I said, ten eight, and I think you said ten eight. So that's the joint most one sided round we've had so far. Um, next up, we'll go with. We've only got two categories left now, actually. Um, surprisingly, we've gone. We've, it feels like we've raced through them, but first we'll go with. The best action set pieces, so like the sequences, the fight scenes, all that sort of jazz, um, the, the way it looks, the stunts, and just like the hand-to-hand fight choreography and stuff like that. Um, I'll start, because I believe you just started. Or did I just start? Did I just do the last one? Yeah, you did the last one. Switch it around, then you go. Yeah, I think this is going to surprise you. I went 10-8 for the Winter Soldier. Yes, you did. So did I. <laughs> It's he's clear as day to me. Yeah, it is. I remember watching it uh, last night, and I was just like, "These fight scenes are fantastic!" Like the um, obviously being a martial arts fan and seeing 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 Rush, yeah, and seeing awesome. seeing GSP throwing those like turning side kicks and stuff like that. It was just like amazing, and like the switch body kicks and. It's fantastic. And then even the more ostentatious fight scenes where Cap's launching his, um, his shield about and it, 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 the, the fight scenes and, and the action scenes in that are just a, a second to none. Whereas I think the Dark Knight's a bit more realistic as say that would be what a realistic fight scene would be. But at the end of the day, most of the time, I'm not watching a film for realism, especially like a superhero film. So yeah, I've um, I, I think the the Winter Soldier kind of takes it hands down. It's not really, it's not really a, much of a, much of a debate to be had there. No, I completely agree. And just on a quick side note, like we just mentioned, obviously GSP's in it, but I love that there's two references to the UFC in this film. There's obviously GSP, and there's a bit when Cap goes to see Falcon um, when he's leading those therapy sessions, and Falcon asks. He's thinking again now and he says, I don't know what else I'd do. And Falcon says then, what about the ultimate fighter? Like, yeah, yeah, let's get it. Get Steve Rogers in the ultimate fighter. I want to see that. I want to see him fight just everyone. Because I think we if you talk about juice to the gills, that's like Steve Rogers and Vito Belfort. I don't know which one is the most juice fight I've ever seen in my entire life, but it'd be fucking awesome. I loved I love the, the UFC references. Yeah, it's it was it's it, it's great and they're just like I said, even like even like uh, Black Widow's like fight scenes, they're they're fantastic. Uh, Falcon's like fighting when he's in the in the suit and he's like two footing people out of the sky. I just like I said, there's no there's no debate there. In its own respects, the Dark Knight's got some some great action scenes, but I think the Dark Knight focuses more on more on the Joker being clever and not get because the joker knows that in a hand in a, in a hand-to-hand confrontation with batman he's gonna get his fucking ass kicked 99 times out of 100 so he doesn't he, he does everything in his power to avoid that physical confrontation whereas like in the winter soldier it's like well let's just let's just have it out then let's just have a scrap so yeah um that's a, a clear as 10-8 round as um as i can uh, ever imagine well, I don't know about that. We did just have Heath Ledger 10-8 in Hydra. So Yeah, that's true. Recency biased. Recency yeah, you've biased. already you've already flipped. <laughs> um but no, I agree. Um I think the Winter Soldier also benefits from having um Scarlett Johansson in it because I think regularly she has some of the best fight sequences in any MCU movie. Her stuff in Iron Man 2 is incredible, her stuff in this is incredible. She just has some really good action scenes. Uh, and I think the introduction of the Winter Soldier and that scene when he first fights Steve and Steve realizes who it is, like some of the shit they're doing there is so good. I just think you compare the two and it, it's not even close. Um, obviously, the Dark Knight as a whole has some really good action set pieces, like the one when um, the Joker's wanting Bruce to hit him. Hit and he stood in the middle of the time, hit me, hit me, and he bottles yeah. it. I'd have straight up run that motherfucker over. Let me tell you that. I'd have put him straight down. But like, 
there are some incredible like action set pieces in it, but I just think if you factor in the hand to hand stuff and uh, things like that, it it doesn't compare. Um, I think everything involving the Winter Soldier and his fighting style in every uh, MCU project he's done, it's just electric and it's some of my favorite stuff I've seen in the franchise. Um, also, it's not really a fight scene, but that first scene when he shoots Nick Fury through the window and then Cap chases him on the roof and he throws the shield and he turns and catches it. Oh, fucking let's go. That is badass as hell. Like, I love that so much. Like, I just think it's it's head and shoulders above for me. Um, I didn't think it would be until I rewatched it last night and I was like, no, this is pretty definitive. Um, so, yeah, I went 10-8. You went 10-8. So that is one of the most lopsided rounds we've done so far. And that rounds out to the final category. This is another tough one, I think. Um, so this one is the best portable lines, like the most historic quotes. So like both films have some really good quotes in it. Um, the stuff I you, you hear people still say now, a lot of the Dark Knight material, people it became memes. Like you think about some of the stuff the Joker said, like let's put a smile on that face. Was there a song we used to listen to, like a, yeah. um, a remix, and that was like just before the drop? Yeah, what it was as well. Yeah, it was a why so serious one that became a big thing for a while. Why so serious? Like everything the Joker said, essentially, people just ate up. Like I said earlier, you've got the one at the beginning in the bank scene. Um, when he says, What doesn't kill you, simply makes you stranger. I think that's exact word for word, but yeah, don't quote me on it. No pun intended. Um, but then you've also got things like, and this one is probably the biggest one it did, and I still see this used to this day, is uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. Like, Harvey Dent is just spitting fucking straight up fire. Yeah. Like, what a quote. And this, it's not even the bet, like, the only Harvey Dent quote. Like, what is it? The night is darkest right before the dawn. Like, this guy is just, just give me a book of Harvey Dent quotes, is yeah. what I'm saying. That's all I want. And, like, on the flip side, there are some really good quotes in the... um. Winter Soldier, like like I said, the opening one on your left, like it's simple, but when you think about it and look at it now in hindsight and what we saw from Endgame when they called back to it right before um, everyone came out of the portal and it was incredible and it's one of the most celebrated moments in the franchise, like stuff like that, it's hard to equate it because like I said, on your left, it's such a simple phrase, but it meant so much in the long run. Then you've also got like... Um, my favourite is the elevator scene when obviously Steve's watching everyone get in and he's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, uh, before we get started, is there anyone that wants to get out? I oh, think that is such a badass out. line. Yeah. Like, He's like, I'll spare some of you want to just go on that because I can't be asked. I think that's incredible. Um, I think I'm trying, I'm just thinking of some off the top of my head now. Um, you've got the one where he first says Bucky. And the way saw the attention was like, who the hell is Bucky? I think that's badass. Um, there's the one when he's fighting in the lift and um, Brock Rumlow's like electrocuting the shit out of him. It's like, it's not personal. And then he beats him up. And when he stood over all the, like the unconscious soldiers, it's like it kind of feels yeah, personal. Kind of personal. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and then I think probably the most emotional one is it's called back. It's we've first seen a flashback. Bucky says it to Steve after, um, after a family funeral, I can't remember if it's his mum or his dad, which is bad because I watched this film last night. Um, but Bucky says to him, I'm with you till the end of the line. And then yeah. later on, Steve tells Bucky he's going to have to finish him in the fight because he's with him till the end of the line. That little callback. I think that's a really nice line. Um, so I think both films have some incredible, incredible quotes and ones that people still use to this day. But I think The Dark Knight takes it. Just because of everything the Joker says. And like, why so serious is something that was on shirts. It was on phone cases. It was on everything. And like I said, the Harvey Dent one, um, you have a dire hero, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That is a quote that's transcended even the film. People use that in just random shit now. Like, it's not even related to that film anymore. And I'm pretty sure that's where it originated from. Harvey Dent just being wise as hell. So, yeah, I think I'm going 10-9 for The Dark Knight. But it was close because, like I said, there's some really good ones in The Winter Soldier. Yeah, there is. I I went ten nine for Dark Knight as well because I remember watching it last night and be and like even when he's he's gone to see Peggy and um, she's like I'm really sorry that you never got to live your life 
because of how much he had to give up to to kind of be this this hero. Even that's something that kind of resonates with uh, with, with me as a fantastic quote. And even Stan Lee's quote, where where uh, he goes in the room and he sees that the uh, the, uh, the Captain America suits there, and I can't remember if he says. He's gonna get fired. Fired. Yeah, I thought that was great, but I I quote. Yeah, I'd be surprised if there's a week that goes by where I don't quote something from the Dark Knight. So yeah, it's kind of, and that goes back to like legacy. I think legacy and, and quotable lines kind of match into each other. Uh, I think they kind of they're synonymous with each other. Is um is quotable lines and and legacy because I feel like if you don't have a lot of quotable lines, you 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 kind of lose a little bit of legacy because people stop referring to you um and and stop and stop obviously quoting those lines, which means the film eventually will fade out and I don't think that'll ever happen with uh, with, with The Dark Knight. I think that'll, that'll be timeless quotes that, you, that we've got there. So yes, 100% agree with you there. That's something you mentioned there, like the whole films need to have like those quotable lines to really stand the test of time. And that's true really, because you think about some of the films we love, um, ones that we share, like we've bonded over like hundreds of times. And sometimes the quotes we just randomly say, like uh, the best example is when we went to Comic-Con. And That's what it is. Dicks cannot help their smoke. That's what That's it is. What it is. Yeah, that's the like, thing just having about. those sorts of things where you can just say it and you know what it's from and you laugh. Like it is, it's what you need um, to help, like you said, build a film's legacy. And I think the Dark Knight has them in spades. Like I said, Anything the Joker says is probably a quote like that people use. Like everything he says is just on point. And like um, I think for that reason, while there are some good ones in Winter Soldier, it is why it punches it above for me. Um, because yeah, there's nothing more fun than just quoting old movies, and that gives you so many different options to choose from. No, exactly. Uh, one one of my favorite parts of uh, which is kind of underrated quote, um, when Joker's burning the money. And he goes, it's not about the money. He's like, it's about sending a message. And I just think that's that's perfect. And it so epitomizes what he is. He doesn't give a he doesn't give a um a toss about the money or anything like that. He just like he says, he says he's an agent of chaos. Like that's all he cares about. So yeah, I think uh, there's there's um like I said, harsh probably on the Winter Soldier, but when you're up against a film that is as quotable as The Dark Knight, you can't really expect to, to do that. Yeah, there's even the one where it's like, kill you? I don't want to kill you. I don't. What would I do without you? Like, to the Batman. It's yeah, so you complete me. Yeah. Yeah, the Joker alone, his entire dialogue could just make up the best quotes. Oh, um, the Batman bit, the Batman bit where he's like, oh, you got a little bit of fight on you. I like you. You got a little bit of fight on you. And then uh, uh, Christian Bale goes, but you're going to love me. And then just starts like, yeah, that, that's great, that bit. Yeah, apart from it's Christian Bale's shitty-ass croaky voice. Yeah, yeah, it's his 66-a-day voice. Yeah, he literally sounds like he's been pure, pure tar in those lungs. Yeah, It's terrible. But that completes it, I think. Um, we'll just have to take a minute here to tally up the score before we reveal the winner. Um, it's a quite, it's a lot closer than I, than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, I expected it to be ridiculously in favour of obviously the one that I thought, but it was it was a hell of a lot closer. And when I was totaling up the scores at the first, I was getting a bit worried. I was like, oh no, I've 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 against everything I believe in. So um, yeah, I'm surprised it was so close between for my scores. Yeah, I think um, that's something that surprised me as well because, like I said, I thought your scores as well would be very one-sided. I mean, you came in here wearing the Batman shirt. I thought, oh, fuck, this is this is going to be very, very easy for you. But I'm surprised at how generous you were towards The Winter Soldier. And I think that's a testament to how good both films are. I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm not. That's why I'm still trying to count this, but I keep getting distracted because I'm a man that can't multitask. It's fine. I'll just I'll just freestyle, mate. Twenty-seven. Oh, there's um, and uh, I'll just kind of go a testament to, to to the Winter Soldier. It's made me uh decide to start watching the um, the MCU films in uh, chronological uh, chronological order. Chronological. <laughs> chronological. Chronological order. Shit, the bed. He says he's a professional and then can't say a word. Um. 
start watching them in order starting tonight it's gonna be weird watching uh the first avenger tonight it's gonna be strange watching that film after i've just watched uh watched the sequel yesterday but yeah watch that and then i'm gonna watch captain marvel and then uh, iron man uh so yeah it's it it it, it, it spurred me on to watch all them again because it's been years since i've done that yeah so what order are you watching it again chronological <laughs> <laughs> i've got my score added up finally okay. um do you want to go first yeah, so I have scored it 96 to 91 in uh, favour of the Dark Knight. That's interesting. Um, I've actually gone similar, but it's a little bit closer. So I went, uh, actually, no, it's not. It's the exact same score. See? Yeah. It's, I, had, I hadn't written down my supporting cast. I think that's where I went wrong. The supporting cast, I hadn't written my scores down. But I went 10-9 in favour of the Dark Knight. And I have written down here 85-82, so add them up. Actually, it's 95-91. Yeah, 95-91. Hang on. How have you done that? Oh, because it'll be different because we've given some 8s and some 10s and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, as, per, as I would probably expect, the Dark Knight has prevailed. But... Yeah. The very yeah. first winner of the Cinematch podcast is The Dark Knight. But it was close. Yeah, um, closer than I thought. I thought it was closer than it would be, yeah. I think Winter Soldier held its own because they're just both fucking awesome. There's nothing else you can really say about it. I mean, there is because we've just spent an hour saying other things about it. But I think those two films for me are the two greatest comic book movies of all time. So it was, it was quite fitting to do them today, especially, I don't know if you knew this, when because I obviously gave you a list of films to do. And you chose to do these two against each other. But today, the day we're recording, just by coincidence, is the 18-year anniversary of Batman Begins being released. Oh, really random. I don't that's know. Cool. I didn't plan that. I just I just saw it earlier when I was uh, scrolling through social media. So that's quite fun. Um, but yeah, that's it. The Dark Knight wins. Um, I'm going to be honest. I had a great time discussing that. Uh, I had a really fun episode with you. So thanks for coming on, Simo. Um, first of all, where can any listeners find you if they don't already know you which i imagine a lot of them will yeah um if you like mma in general i kind of focus a lot on the regional scene which i feel is a really undervalued and underappreciated scene the uk regional scene which is where all our guys like leon edwards and stuff and they all came up through this scene they all fought in the promotions that i spend all of my weekends at um i've got the mma mindset podcast i've got a load of content coming up over the week. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've inundated myself a little bit with it. I've got uh, an interview with uh, Charles Joyner, who made his pro debut. I've got that coming out on Saturday. He's a one and zero as a professional uh, MMA fighter. He's fifteen and two as a pro kickboxer. One of one of the best kickboxers because there's uh, kickboxers coming over to the MMA scene. Um, I have. Next Friday, um, my interview with James Dixon, pro fighter, uh, husband of Melissa Dixon, who's in the UFC now. Um, that's going to be a corker because I know he's got some things to say and he he doesn't uh he doesn't wrap stuff up in cotton wool. So that's going to be a great episode. And then I've got um the FCC full contact contender review coming out with Cal on the uh, on Monday night. Um, so that's going to be great. Got loads of content coming out. So yeah, just the MMA mindset on Instagram, uh, the MMA mindset on YouTube. So what, um, obviously you said you've got a few things there, but what day do you usually, what's your schedule like? So obviously you've got extra stuff, but when you've obviously got the one regular show a week, so what, what what's your schedule if so anyone wants to check it out? My schedule, I'm going to two, two episodes a week now uh, because I've got about four weeks of, of people wanting to come on. I'm getting fighters reaching out to me, wanting to come on the podcast, which is fantastic. Um, so uh, every Wednesday, starting... Obviously, Wednesday coming up, we're gonna have um, uh, we're gonna have uh, the fighter origins, which will be a particular fighter where we go back and journey through their career back to where it all started. And then every Sunday evening, uh, we're gonna have the um, the regional roundup. If if I can if I can feasibly get to a get to a show or watch a show, sometimes I do stuff on a Saturday where that won't be possible. But I'm gonna try two episodes a week from from now on. This week, obviously, Saturday is gonna be. Um, going to be a bit of an additional one with Charles Joyner, but I just really wanted to get that one out. So, um, yeah, Wednesdays and Sundays on the MMA Mindset, we'll have new content. Awesome. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, Simo. Uh, like I said earlier, there's so many different films that me and you bond over, so hopefully we'll get you back on at some point to discuss some of the films we've spent 
the last 14 years of knowing each other, discussing and watching together over and over and over. Because there's so many. There's The Breakfast Club, you've got Back to the Future, Never Back Down, stuff like that. There's so many different movies that we really enjoy and we have spent hours and hours of our lives discussing that. It makes sense to do it on the podcast as well. So hopefully we can get you back on. But uh, thank you very much, mate. Uh, I appreciate that. And if anyone wants to see my beautiful face again, like you said, I'll be on his show very soon. But um, next up, I've got an um, a guest on who is also a fellow Blackburn Rovers fan, which is all I'll say so far. But we're going to be discussing two of Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. Uh, we're going to be doing Shaun of the Dead versus Hot Fuzz, um, which should be fun. Uh, I think I hold those two films in a very, very similar regard. So it'll be interesting to see how that lays out. But um, yeah, that'll be next week. So... Again, guys, I hope you've all enjoyed this first episode and thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Peace out.